0: All right. Hello and welcome just a
1: family. This is giving you something to talk about or just a live TV as I like to call it. Today's episode is noticing the nudges. I am your host, Melissa Kretschler. from an identity coach, spiritual teacher, business mentor. Um, today, again, we're going to be talking about noticing the nudges, what they are, um, how we can notice them and what they mean for our lives going forward. Um, our sponsor today, of course, is the Phoenix Identity. Go and check them out. If you want to learn how to control your emotions, you learn how to control your life. So go and check that out. We're talking about the Embrace Your Positivity and Introducing the rock star Method. So go and look at that link in the description. Get involved in the conversation. Type in the comments if you have any comments or questions. Uh, Futuristically, if you want to be a guest on the show or if you have a topic that you want to see featured, please reach out to us at JustAliveTV.com. I'm going to hand it over to our guest speaker, Kate McCauley, to introduce herself. Kate, would you do the honors?
0: I would. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be chatting with you again today. We had the opportunity to chat. Oh gosh, was it last summer? It seems a long time ago. Yeah. But my name is Kate McCauley. For those who did not catch that first one, I am a keynote speaker, workshop facilitator, and a coach. I focus on mindset and how to help people make those shifts so that they can unlock their potential, live as the happiest, healthiest version of themselves. And we do a lot of that through creating new habits but in a way where the brain can just take what you already do and add something else yeah. into the plan Make it a little better right
1: there's always room for improvement right um and then so hello to anybody joining <laughs> just got a comment already um So noticing the nudges, you and I were talking right before we started live, and I always like to put my own experiences into the conversations because that's part of it, right? Realistic experience. Um, I, for the last six months, have been having these ridiculous nudges on um motivation for me I think for me the nudges are motivation they're they're the ideas that things need to change that things need to progress or or get better and today and you know a few months ago I've been having these nudges where it's like Melissa you need to just work you need to get you know and I procrastinate I am a (laughs) Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm a habitual procrastinator and I will sit and I will read all day instead of doing what I need to do for work. And that is why I am where I am right now. So um, what do you think the nudges are? When we're talking about noticing the nudges today, what do you think they
0: are, Kate? So first off, I think the timing is aligned because I truly believe that we are exactly where we're meant to be. And the fact that we were talking about nudges and you were admitting that you needed a nudge, right? So if nothing else, I would like to just say to anyone listening and you, Melissa, pay attention, mm-hmm. pay attention to those nudges. And especially if it keeps coming up, you know, that's how I landed where I am right now. I had an exit strategy. I was an educator for 20 years in the public school system here in the States. And, I was thinking about leaving for a long time, six years probably when I go back and figure out when was that moment. I probably should have made the exit strategy then, but it was a long process to get there. There were nudges along the way. And when I finally started to listen and then take action is when I would see transformation and results for myself. And the same thing happens for my clients, but really pay attention. If someone is saying to you, Well, you said you were going to do this, or, you know, you're having this internal feeling like, you know, this is a sign, this shit that is happening today has to make something better for me, or I'm going to change the way that things are going to go. It's a nudge. Now you have a decision to make there. You can either say, I'm going to sit in it and be miserable and maybe, you know, reflect on the past and think I could have, should have, would have done all these different things, or you can be open to it and see where it takes you. And I would say, go with the second one, be in the present moment and see how that can help you for the future, because there's a reason those nudges are there and be grateful for those.
1: So there's different nudges and different purposes to those nudges. So um, I'm going to take two of my own scenarios. Um, So the first one is I've been saying for months that I'm going to get this one website up and done and just constantly. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then as soon as I start to go and do it, it's like, no, hard stop. My mentality shifts. Everything shifts when I go to start to do it. And I realized, and it took me months, almost a year to realize why that was. And it was because the dynamic of it shifted. right? Like there was a shift in there that I didn't like. Um, and, I, and it so one of the things I would say with noticing those nudges is try to identify what kind of nudge it is and what exactly it's trying to show you. Now there's nudges that show you, hey, you need to just pick up your socks and, and do this. There's okay. also nudges that go, is this really something you want? Or maybe we need to shift how we're doing it or shift why we're doing it or shift the way that we're doing it. Yes. Um, so definitely being able to understand. And that sounds like a lot for anybody watching or catching the replay. That can absolutely sound super overwhelming. But when you get to a place where you trust your intuition and you un- you can identify those nudges, especially unemotionally, right? When we're emotionally invested in those nudges, we we take and we misconstrue the meaning of those
0: mentions. Mm. I would say what you just mentioned there, to note it, even mm. if, you know, I'm, I'm saying to take action, but taking action can simply be, I'm making a note of this, whether it's a mental note or writing it down or checking in with someone and note that this doesn't feel aligned for me. The reason why you know, I don't know all the details of that website for you, but the reason why most likely that you were not really digging deep and getting in that is what you were just saying that you didn't feel like this was a hundred percent how you wanted it to go. So note that, you know, and then allow yourself to be in that situation a little bit deeper, whether it's in that moment or the next couple of days or however you're going to do that. But in some way, keep either yourself accountable or have someone to keep you accountable so that you can say, all right, well, how can we change it? Because that's the beauty of it. Even though we may have had a goal or had a plan saying, I'm going to do this website. This is how I'm going to do it. This is the date it's going to be done. It's okay to adjust that. As a matter of fact, there's a strong chance that something will become better when you really, Yeah.
1: So I have a new business this, that I was, had told you about, we were supposed to launch this Saturday, uh, April fools. We were supposed to launch and it didn't, it didn't happen. And I'm okay with that. I wasn't, I was, I was a little upset, right? Sure. You're, you're going to be a little bit upset and there's a little bit of grief that, you know, it doesn't happen when you want it to. Um, and go back to our episode on grief <laughs> from last week. Cause that one explains that. Um, but when you have a situation or a or, or goal in mind, right, it's okay if it shifts you like there's that forgiveness aspect of it when it when you shift. I know that you and I have said that our businesses have shifted, right? Oh, of course. Um, so this weekend, when I was supposed to launch that business, the last couple days, days, sorry, I have been actually editing um, the graphics for that business because they didn't look they looked kind of they looked good, but the coloring was off. Right. So it was just Mm -hmm. even that one thing. And every one of the graphics has this particular color in it. Right. And it wasn't the color. I didn't feel the color. And it was like, okay, now I have to go through every graphic I've done for that business and recolor it to this new color. Right. So it's not always a negative, you know, and it, and it might be like, Um, I tried to sell my house, uh, my old house. I tried to sell that thing for five years (laughs) and I tried to sell it and tried to sell it and tried to sell it. And, um, there's nothing wrong with the house, but then during that process of me not being able to sell that house, something happened where I realized that I had purchased the house with a lack of knowledge. There was something, there was a caveat on the house. It wasn't like a lien or anything, but there was a caveat or an easement on the house. that put me at risk for, um, paying like $50,000. It was a, it was a road easement and I didn't know it was on the, on the property. Our lawyers had never told us. Okay. And I went in and I fixed it. I removed it. I changed it. I made it so that whoever bought the house didn't have that responsibility of the cost, um, and, and made that amendment. But if I had sold it the way that it was, if that had ever happened where it was like, Oh, we want to build a road here now. They would. Right. right. So, like I said, sometimes that procrastination or that nudge or lack of a nudge is mm-hmm. because something else is going on behind the scenes that you. have. Absolutely.
0: I mean, this right here, Melissa, the reason that I had to stay in my position as an educator is because I was meant to go through that chaotic, insane journey of teaching virtually. And when it was happening, I was, I was not a woman you wanted to be around. Let's just say that. Okay. Because, and I don't think really any educator was like, yay. I mean, we liked being home with our kids. There were some benefits, but it was absolute chaos and craziness. The people who were supposed to be in charge had no idea what they were doing either. So there was no guidance, but guess what? Here I am right now talking to you. I have a whole setup at a new office. I speak and do workshops virtually now. And when someone says like, oh, you have to jump in the Zoom and take care of the chat and share, I say, yeah, been there, done that. I know how to do that. When some people were just like, you know, keeping their cameras off on Zoom, that was me having to do the thing. So I was really feeling that when you said, you know, with the house, you had to go through all of those things because now you are where you need to be. And it doesn't always feel like, a good thing. And in a lot of, you know, in a lot of situations, you're like, are you kidding me universe? Like one more thing, I cannot handle this. And, you know, when you're in it, it's hard to see it, but I would just say anyone who's listening or catches your replay, keep pushing through it because, and pay attention to those little nudges because, you know, figuring out all of those things, whatever your situation is that somebody is probably thinking like, Oh, I have this going on in my life. There's a reason for it. And it might not be tomorrow. It might not be next week. I mean, it was two years until I finally said, oh, so that's why that all happened, you know? So just keep going, is what I would say.
1: Yep. There's a purpose and a learning curve to everything. And like I said at the beginning, when your emotions get, I've had this conversation with all of my kids, or two, my two oldest who are 19 and 21. I have had this discussion with them. I don't know how many times in the last month. Even my husband, your emotions are directly, directly impacting your mental health. Your emotions create your mental health issues, right? If you're if you're stuck in this cycle or this nudge, right? Or if you have lack of a nudge, right? You're not noticing any nudges. There's no nudges there. What ends up happening is you're so emotionally overwhelmed because of the situation that you're in you don't see anything else you don't see the solution right. you don't see the nudge you don't see your strength it's tunnel vision right you're like <laughs> yeah. the blinders on going right. I don't see anything but this issue right outside of that issue, it's like you're putting yourself in a box, right? And you can't see everything else going on outside of this box. And if you do, so let's say I'm sitting in a box and um, let's let's use finances as an example. So I'm sitting in this box. Um, I'm in this tight budgeted box the finances and I can see outside of the box, the box is clear and I can see outside of it and I see all of these people zooming around this box with limited finances. Right. And I'm like, I'm jealous or envious of all these people outside this box. Right. Mm-hmm. Yet, if I just open that lid. And actually do something about it or, or see, oh, hey, I never thought of that. Or I never thought right. of it. Right. If I connect with those people who are outside the box and say, Hey, you know, uh, but first you gotta control your emotions for that. Sure. Start controlling them and saying, okay, I'm feeling down, I'm feeling worn out, I'm feeling drained, I'm feeling overwhelmed, whatever it is that you're feeling, acknowledge that feeling. Use my rock star method, recognize how you feel. When you start to take that process of processing the emotions, then you're like, oh. I never I never looked at it that way or I never right. thought of it that way or I didn't know that was a possibility, right? And mm-hmm. that's when you start to see the nudges for what they really are is when you can take the emotion away and, oh, I'm stuck in this job or I'm stuck in this situation or, you know, right. and that's one of the things we talked about when we did the pre-screening was feeling stuck and fearing what's outside of that stuck.
0: Oh, Yeah. Afraid, you know, you have that fire lit inside you, but you feel like I, you feel like you have to stay or that you're stuck, you know, because if you step into the fire, you might get burnt, right? You might fail, but I am going to tell you that If you allow yourself to just passively sit there and think about all of those things that, you know, you're jealous of those people outside of that box or you're, you know, resentful. You wish like you had done something different here. So you'd be here, you'd be there. I'm telling you that you're wasting your days because you need to focus on, you said it actually, what can you do differently now so that it can change what's going to happen in the future for you? Because when we stay afraid, and we're not willing to step past those fears and befriend them, really, we're going to stand still. And I know we've talked a couple of times and I, I just have a great vibe with you. I, I loved when you said, let's chat again, because you and I are very similar women. We're not going to stand still. Mm-hmm. We're I actually just put something up on my Instagram. We're supposed to change, you know? And if it's a nudge that you need from, Someone like Melissa, myself, whoever, or your partner, you know, people at work, whatever, or yourself, that internal voice, listen to it. And then like Melissa just said, do something different. You cannot keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. It's going to be the The same thing.
1: Definition of insanity.
0: Exactly yeah
1: exactly um that is literally the definition of ins- insanity and you know being afraid of jumping in that fire and 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 bracing the nudge you're just keeping yourself stuck right if you get burnt you learn um it was it winston churchill that said um failure are the stepping stones to success because mm-hmm. you learn right um throughout life you have situations let's say you know your friends or your family or your peers or your teachers and you see something that they do right a smart person and and i i love this quote and i don't love this quote at the same time a smart person learns from their mistake a wise person learns from other people's mistakes i think you're smart and wise regardless i just wanted that example because when you see other people doing something right or let's say you work with a coach i've worked with multiple coaches i'm sure you have as well yeah right? i have a couple <laughs> yeah and sometimes working with that person and i'm i want to say just about every coach that i've worked with i have when the relationship ends i've learned okay i lo- i don't i didn't like that feeling or I didn't like that strategy, or I didn't like that thought process. I Mm -hmm. learned how to do things my way.
0: Say that again. Say that loud. (laughs) I
1: learned how to do things my way by learning how I didn't want to do them. Right. Mm -hmm. And my experiences taught me that your experiences and, and past relationships. I wrote an entire book on it. I have an entire book on how my past relationships taught me how to be a better partner, taught me what I didn't sure. want in my relationships and how I used all of that to create the relationship, my 15 year marriage to right. my ideal partner. And he's an asshole and I love him and pardon my language. And you know, oh, it's no. not perfect, but it's, it's, it works for us. Right. Sure. And when we, when we're stuck in that, again, that emotional rut, and that's what I'm going to call it, that emotional rut. Right we're not actually doing anything to change it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I yeah. went to the dentist with my youngest daughter today and I I told Kate this story already, but I, went, but I didn't tell her this part. So I went to the dentist with my youngest daughter today. My youngest daughter has uh massive anxiety uh, to the point where she doesn't let you do the things that you need to do. The first time I tried to take her to the dentist is she screamed as if he was killing her. Um, and so very high anxiety. And so unfortunately, even with brushing her teeth for the past few years, she still got some massive cavities and needs a lot of work done. And so I'm sitting there with her today um, and I've gotten to her to the point where she can now sit in the chair. <laughs> She's still terrified of what they're going to do. Um, but I see this mom sitting beside me and she has her three other kids in there and they're all within, you know, my kids ages. And they're all just sitting, they're all just lying there. They're all just lying on the chairs. They don't care. They're just, they, you know, like they're just doing it. And I'm like one, I turned to her and I said, your children are stunning. I said, first of all, and I said, they are so good at this. She goes, well, my oldest wasn't. And I said, well, my youngest, isn't. <laughs> my youngest right. is a horrible one. Right. But I had a little bit of jealousy at first where I was like, why are my kids like not, why are my kids not like that? Why am I not bringing them once a year to get their teeth cleaned or whatever needs to be done? Right. And it was like a slap in the face. And I yeah. ended up crying while I was there yeah. and um, I sitting there and I'm like, but I have that choice. Right. I can get my kids there. I can get me there, but I have to do the work. I have to hold myself accountable. Right. To get that done. Right. And I can't look at everybody else and say, I'm jealous of your life or I'm envious of you, or I wish I was more like you, or I wish my kids were more like your kids, whatever that looks like. I can't say that
0: because I'm not doing anything to change it. Right. Right. I'm just sitting wallowing. Yeah. You're, you're sitting in it. Yeah. You know, and you realized it. Mm -hmm. So there's a nudge right there for you. Right. You realized it. And I just want to say to you, Melissa, I can feel what you're saying about, you know, looking at those kids, my youngest, he is the one. Okay. But now as he's getting older, people are starting to say, oh, he's so well behaved, so respectful. I'm like, he is, you know, I'm, I'm still not believing it. <laughs> and you know, and he's uh, so loving and wonderful, but he has so much energy and curiosity that he pulled fire alarms. He did crazy things. And people looking at like, are you kidding me? But just know that you're doing the best you can in the moment with the information you have that all the you know resources that you have. So I feel you as a mom, because that is really easy. And I'd be willing to bet she probably didn't share it with you. I'd be willing to bet though, if, like you really started digging a little bit deep. She'd be like, listen, this one's got this going on, this going yeah. on. And she did. You know? and she did. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Oh, I, I, I mean, I'm that mom. <laughs> I share, like, if yeah. someone's like my kid, like a kid's freaking out, I'm like, girl, it's okay. Yeah. And anybody who's given you the side eye, they've never had a kid who did that. And you know what? It's none of your business what they think about you. Yeah. Because, and You managing all of that with your daughter, like we were just saying about me being on the zoom and doing all these things with my son, all these things, you have skills, you know, to help people with anxiety and different things. And, you know, sometimes you just need that nudge to say like, okay, I realize now I got to do this for the dentist and you can't go back and change, you know, don't sit in it because you can't control that. So now you're going forward, you're gonna make those appointments and you know, do the best you can. Yep. And
1: that's the thing. Like, and I did. I asked when I told her that her kids were stunning, she's like, Oh, your daughter's so cute. Um, and I'm like, Yeah, she's a pain in my ass though. (laughs) Right,
0: exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Like this is the one, right? Like. Right. And every one of my kids has had a different challenge. Every single one of them has had a different and I've had to go through those challenges with them. And with myself, I was 19 when I had my first child and it was, you know, we had to go through those challenges together. Mm -hmm. And you know, even the youngest one going through those challenges together. And it's like, yeah, her, you know, when, when her and I got to talking, this lady at the dentist, she told me like her oldest, her son was, was really anxious about going to the dentist. Right. And right. you know, the younger two aren't. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. Right. Cause my oldest and my youngest both have anxiety. My two middle ones are more, you know, shy, but still outgoing. Um, and so it's, it's different, right. But they're all unique individuals and it's just helping them just like anybody watching or catching the replay, you're not going to handle things or process things or, you know, figure things out the same way everybody else does. Right. And, Thank
0: goodness. Uh, yep. Yeah. Thank goodness. How boring would that be? You know, I loved that quote you said, and I definitely myself look at people who have traveled that path and are successful. And at first I was trying to say, okay, well, I have to do this, this, and this like them, you know, but then I'm like, I'm that's not who I am. So I'm doing I'm- it my way. And that is why I am successful now. When we talked before, I was, you know, bringing clients in. I'm at a completely different level in my business now because of the fact I let go of that. You know, like you're saying, it's it's a unique journey. And I was telling everyone it's a unique, a unique journey that you're on, which it is, you know, and that's how I was helping people. But finally, I'm letting myself fully step into it. And Some of the things I do are similar, and some of the things are totally different because nobody can do it the same way that I do it, you know. And same with you and your kids. And I'm glad that our kids, you know, even though it was tough, your kids, my kids, I'm glad that they had some of those things to go through because they grew through it, you know, that's growth. And I know that in the future, my youngest. He is going to do amazing things. And someday I will be on an interview and say, if you only knew how many fire alarms that this child pulled when he was three, you know, and as a joke, but I'm glad that he went through all of those things and same with me and my clients, because you know what? That's just the journey of life. So, and like you said, believe me, there's been tears through my business as a mother, when I was a teacher, you know, and I'm open about that. Some people like say like, oh, you know, don't talk about those things. Why? I'm glad you talked to that lady at the dentist and she was open to say, yeah, my oldest had anxiety too. Because when we talk to people or you listen to a show like you do, people get to say, oh, maybe my story isn't exactly the same, but I can relate to that. Right. I'm not alone. And I can connect, you know, in a unique way. The perfect way to end the show. Oh, I planned it. Not at all.
1: (laughs) Um, But that is the truth. Right. And that's that has to be one of the main. Don't get me wrong. I wanted a way to show up consistently. That's the benefit for me is showing up consistently. Right. It It was me showing up consistently. But what I wanted for all of my viewers is to come here to see various different topics not you know not the big sales and promotions and oh I do this for business join me I wanted somewhere where people could come and go hey I that seems similar to me or I've been through that or I never thought of it that way I wanted people to take this show engage with it and then start having conversations of their own which is why I named it giving you something to talk about right because um but that is, that is the thing. We are not alone. Yes, nobody is going to experience our things exactly the same way. None of us are, are exactly the same. But that's what makes it so much better because, hey, you experienced this. What did you do differently? Or what was your experience like? Or, you know, getting that, getting everybody involved in this, hey, how can I help you? Or how, you know, how can you help me? Or what, what can we even say about it? Right? And going down that route, I I cried in front of my daughter today. And, you know, I think she was more upset about me crying in front of her than anything. She's seen me cry before all of my kids have because I don't hide, right? If I'm having a shitty day, I went and picked up my oldest daughter because she's not feeling good today. When I picked her up, she's like, how was your day? I was like, ah, how are you? <laughs> exactly. Blasting the music. I'm like, I don't want to talk right now. And, and, but they know that about me that, you know, and I, good
0: for you. What I a have great example.
1: Days. Yeah. What a great example you are. Yeah. Because you they know, because... know. if you yeah. show them, I remember my generation, you didn't cry in front of your kids. You didn't talk about money. You didn't talk about any of your struggles. It was an adult thing. Mm-hmm. They feel it anyway right and if we don't teach them how to process i don't know how many and and i love you all anybody watching i love you all Mm -hmm. but how many of my clients aren't emotionally stable don't know how to process any negativity that comes towards them and is stuck in these vicious never-ending cycles because they weren't taught how to process how to process their emotions their traumas their mental health none of that and i don't want my kids going through that i i effed up with my oldest, right? My oldest has anxiety. He has trouble with his emotions, but at the same time, I can't be more prouder of the man that my son has become. And I had a hand in that. Absolutely. You did, you know, and him and I, we didn't speak for a couple of years because we went through a very rough patch and there was a lot of outside influence in there. Now we talk every day. He tells me literally everything. If he needs help, he comes to me. We have a relationship that I always dreamed about with my parents. Mm. And it was because we went through those struggles. We went through that learning curve. And I gave him the space, or he took the space at that point, to figure it out on his own.
0: Can I just give you a little nudge? I want to say to you, don't say anymore that I effed up on him. Because hearing that description, you might have done some things that you now reflect on. And I'm not saying you should be like, yeah, this was great that I did that. But hearing you talk, and when I heard you talk about your company on our pre-screening call, I saw the same thing. Hearing you talk about that relationship right now and where you are now and how you did have a part in that, you did things maybe that you reflect on you might have done differently, but you didn't F up because he sounds pretty freaking awesome
1: he is he's absolutely so I'm great.
0: gonna give you a nudge and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you accountable I'm gonna check in. I will you absolutely <laughs>
1: um
0: but that's the thing too is I don't
1: I don't you know I didn't make mistakes uh because everything that I did or everything that we went through was to the best of our knowledge yeah, right? best you could do I can't I can't go back and go oh I nope. wish I had the knowledge then because I didn't I had to get the knowledge by going through it right exactly Um, so for anybody watching those nudges, number one, nudges are going to happen all the time. Learn to identify what they mean for you. Learn how to control your emotions. Um, and remember that while I don't wish negativity on anybody, it is a part of life. It is a guarantee learning how to go through that and process it is what's going to help you in the long run. And I, I, I challenge everybody. If you've gone through a negative experience, if you've processed it, what door opened after? Oh, I like that because every negative experience I've had another door opened after.
0: Mm, Me too.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I like that. I'm going to write that
1: down after we get off (laughs) and share
0: me in that text. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) All right. Um, Is there anything else you'd like to add before we get going? Just thank you for this conversation. You know, every time I have a conversation with anyone, whether it's on someone's show, podcast, wherever, I always gain. Like I just said, I'm going to write that down. And, you know, when we share our stories, even if they are completely different, we can connect. And I appreciate you for that. I was excited to talk to you on the pre-screening. That was just a great chat. And this again now, much love and gratitude to you and all of your listeners. And um, I wish you well with all the exciting things coming down the road for you. Well, thank you. And
1: yes, we do all learn. I learned that I need to, you know... um, (laughs) Have that nudge and not, you know, say <laughs> that I effed up all the time. <laughs> um. All right. Well, thank you for for joining me today, Kate. I really appreciated it. I'm sure we will talk again in the near absolutely. Future every time you're on the show, it's awesome. Um, for anybody watching, if you'd like to connect with Kate, please do so. Her links are in the description of this episode. You can reach her uh, at any time, anywhere uh, through those links. Um, if you'd like to be a guest speaker on the show, or if you'd like to see a topic featured, please make sure that you reach out to us at justalivetv.com. Um, yeah. Thank you again. Yeah. All right. Thank you all. I hope you have a wonderful afternoon, morning, or evening, depending on when or where you're watching. I'm your host, Melissa Cratchler, and I will see all of you on the next episode.
0: Bye.